Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. It's Saturday morning, 10 a.m. We're recording this live, so if any news comes out um, after this, uh, my apologies. But this is a weird position, okay? Because you're sitting here, you know, this is our flagship program. This is it. This is where we started the breakdown, the scouting reports, predictions, matchups, schemes, tendencies, bets, predictions, all those things. I, I love this freaking show. And a big reason why I keep pushing it back more and more uh, is because it's like, man, I will not do this show a disservice and put out a rushed show. I, I won't do it. Ideally, this show would happen on Friday. We do the John and Wayne show Friday morning. Um, but this is what it is. And I am just I'm thankful to be able to go through and try to present this as articulately, which I don't even think is a word, um, as possible to you guys. And I'm very excited to be with you. I want to say thank you to Coach Cruz, who you know does so much of the back work on these episodes. He is just a stone cold killer and just amazing family man and friend. So thank you, Coach Cruz. Appreciate all you do. Um, love all the hashtag CCs. What's up, RTP? What's going on? We got Richmond. We got Ishmael. Man, it was so cool hanging out. Josh, what's up, brother? We got a lot of fun people in here. What's up, Big Papa? Um, it's weird not hanging out with you in person as we have been at all the home tailgates. But soon and very soon, my friend. Um, Niner boy, we got everybody in the house. I love it. Let's go. Yeah, right there, Sound Grips. You forgot the L, but uh, you hit the other one. That's okay. I, I'm the king of typos. In fact, the thumbnail I made for this, I had to go back and cancel the show and reopen it because I misspelled predictions, which is not a hard word to spell, but that is where I belong. Hashtag Texas. All right, here we go. Let's dive in, baby. Buckle up. We're going to be here for a minute. I'm going to enjoy every single second. I hope you do as well because this, I love it. I just love this stuff. So 49ers Brown, week six. Nick Bosa's had this one circle for a minute. Um, it's it's Ohio. There's a lot of connections between Ohio State teams. We're going to get into all those things. But, man, uh, I, I just – this is a weird game. It's a weird game because if you take the injuries out of it, you've got the two best defenses in the NFL going head-to-head. You've got arguably the two best defensive players in the NFL going head to head at the same position and Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa. Now, obviously, TJ Watts having a heck of a year and he could say something about that, but it doesn't matter. You're getting blue chip on blue chip at the second most important position in the NFL. You've, you've, I mean, there's just a lot of narratives here. Kyle used to coach there, right? Like that matters. And it's just been weird because of the injuries. Now, the 49ers are 5-0 and and playing better than any team in the NFL. It's not close. You look at any power ranking by any talking head, whether they're a wacko or whatever, 49ers are 1-2. and Cleveland, all over the place, right? They're 2-2, two and two, coming off a bye week, still beat up after a bye week, which is not good when you have the earliest bye week in the NFL and you're still beat up. Ugh, now you're about to play the most physical team in the NFL. Yikes. 
quarterbacks, who the hell's out there? They just elevated P.J. Walker. Uh, they're saying he's going to start DTR, the backup rookie quarterback. I fully expect to be out there at some point. Um, it's going to be weird. And, you know, Cleveland hasn't played a team like us. They haven't. They, they have not uh, at two and two. But we'll see here. You know, the, the idea, and I, I was talking about this on Wayne's show, I think the worst thing that could have happened to Cleveland was that their defense was ranked ahead of us this game by one spot and barely, you know, there's so many different metrics, but that doesn't matter. You put the target on yourself when you're going to be out there saying we got the best defense and everybody said, Oh, well the number one defense is the Browns. How'd that turn out for Dallas? You hung 42 on them. You made them, you embarrassed them. You pancaked them. You injured them. You ran all over them. You bullied them. I, I, the Niners didn't need help for this game because this game's not a fair game, but you helped them even more. And so we'll see here, uh, you know, and the one metric that I think is very, very important is turnovers. You know, I constantly ask my quest, this question every single week, like, how do they win? How do the 49ers lose to the opposing team? The only way the Browns win this game is explosives and turnovers. But then you look at the turnover differential. Cleveland's minus seven. They're one of the, they force the fewest turnovers. They give the most turnovers. And that's what Deshaun Watson. Now they're putting in P.J. Walker, which P.J. Walker's negative two, <laughs> two touchdown to interception ratio for his career. We'll get more into that. But the 49ers have the best turnover ratio. So plus seven for the 49ers, minus seven for Cleveland. That's a 14 differential. That's not good. So you're going to have to buck trends. You're going to have to buck tendencies. You're going to have to change everything about what you do just to be competitive in this game. And by the way, you haven't been able to do this against lesser opponents with better talent. See what I'm saying? It just gets murky early. Uh, I'm probably not the best person to, you know, hook, line, and sinker and all that stuff. I ain't that guy. I, I, I'm telling you what it is, okay? I, I'm going to be honest and upfront. This ain't fair. <laughs> I don't bet. That's not my fault. It's the NFL. You built your roster. You paid all this money to this whatever you want to call quarterback, and he ain't even playing because he's scared because he's scared. Almost played two weeks ago. Went out there for warm-ups, didn't like the way it felt, had a full week by, still not playing. Ishmael, thank you for the super chat, my friend. He says, Brown's defense sample size is smaller. Yep, they played one fewer game. Plus, they haven't played an offense like us. Not even close. You look at who they played. Bengals week one. Okay, they dominate them. That's when Burrow could barely move. They lost to the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. Like, come on, man. Really? Um, they blew out the Titans at home. And so if you're trying to look, this is what they need to do. Go to that Titans game. Titans were dog crap that game. And then they got blown out by the Ravens. Like, like they have not played a good team. And the only good team that they have played blew them out 28 to three, 28 to three. And so it, now it's hard to find, you know, whenever I went back and watched film, I went to the Steelers game because one, we don't run very similar offenses to the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. It's just a little different. The Tennessee Titans, nah, they're a power gap scheme. You know, it's just very, very different. We're a little closer to the Steelers as far as just 11, 12 personnel, 21 personnel, whatever else. So I broke down. I spent most of my time in that Steelers game. I thought it made the most sense. 
um, as far as just some kind of likeness and toughness. And yeah, the Browns were found wanting. Uh, no, no, no doubt about that. Big Papa says we will miss, um, we'll miss Bosa and Greenlaw. I love that name. He calls yeah Greenlaw Greenlaw. I love that. And all the hard hitters pounding on Watson. Yeah, and man, let's be honest. I, I'm not even sure Dre Greenlaw is going to play. We're gonna we're gonna we'll dive into all that stuff. Uh, no doubt about that. So let let's let's figure out who the Browns, what the Browns have done to this point. They're two and two. We talked about their opponents. They're thirtieth in points scored. Their offense is inept. It's not good. 19 points a game is what they're averaging, and they haven't played good teams. They're first in points allowed, however. They're only giving up 15 points a game. We're at like 15.3, I think. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're so stinking close. So they're right there, but they played fewer games, so it comes out differently. Now the 49ers were 5-0, and second in points scored, second in points allowed. We're, we're scoring 33.5. They're scoring 19. See what I'm saying? They're giving up 15. We're giving up 13.6. We're right there. We're right there. Now, if you look at just what the Browns are overall from a PFF standpoint, overall they're 22nd, offense is 28th, defense 8th, special teams 29th. Not good. We're first, second, first. (laughs) Special teams 24th, but we still have an advantage. They have a bottom three group. We have a bottom 10 group. So find an advantage for them in their defense from a PFS standpoint. It gets pretty damn hard. Yeah, you, you, You've got to get out the fine-tooth comb, and you've got to figure out, okay, where this is going to be. Now, we will figure those things out. But first, I want to hear from Kyle Shanahan himself. This was his summary of the Browns that he gave in the press conference a couple days ago. It's a 30-second clip, and this is what the – players would hear in team meetings okay so here we go here's Shanahan talking about who the Browns are summarizing kind of what team they are I mean this game is to me the biggest challenge we've had so far I mean thought that was going to be Dallas too um, going into it but then you look at this and um, you look you know the defensive numbers just jump out you don't see very much that they're number one or two and everything uh, red zone's the only thing they're not but that's only because I think they've had eight plays there all year um, and Baltimore ran it in so that didn't help their rankings there but everything else is top notch we're doing that too and offensively right now so it should be a hell of a battle um when you look at a defense like that a team who's committed to running the ball like they are i mean that's like the prime best way to get into the playoffs and um that's why i expect this team to be there throughout this year i don't disagree with kyle on the last part about getting into the playoffs they have a very clear path to the playoffs they're in a weak division And, yeah, they've got a lot of stuff that they've got to figure out. But this is a big reason. What's up, Grand A? What's up, Steven? This is a big reason why they're sandbagging this game. This game will not determine if the Browns make it into the playoffs or not, and they understand that. And, you know, credit to their coaches for not pushing all the chips in on a game that doesn't really – isn't going to make their season – um, it's kind of sad that it's that way, but I do expect the Browns to be in the mix late. This game won't determine it. It's not a conference game. It's not a divisional game. Not going to be in tiebreakers. The Browns path to the playoffs is through their division. That's important. What's up, Dave? He says, getting ready for my son's birthday party today, followed by a Niner win tomorrow. I listen tonight. Dude, happy birthday to the little man. 
Uh, it was so cool hanging out with you guys when they came out for training camp. That was awesome. He is just freaking that dude is a stud, man. He showed up to training camp, his, their son, with a shirt that had the numbers on the back were 13, 14, 5, and 7. I think it was Brandon Allen's like, you know, support all my quarterbacks. Yeah, they, look, Young kiddo, man, raising them right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, just positive family, positive people, positive kid. Hope he has a great birthday. Now, let, let's get to know this coaching staff and probably turning into one of my favorite parts about this. I love going on these journeys of how these people got to where they are. Uh, we got to start with their head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Now, when you think Stefanski, you should think purple because this guy is Vikings through and through. He got a start in 2005 at the University of Penn, uh, assistant director of football operations. Then he went to the Vikings, started off as assistant to the head coach. He's got some connections. Let's just be really, really honest. But assistant to the head coach, then assistant's quarterback coach. He did that for four years. Assistant's tight end coach. You guys know we respect tight end coaches here more than anything. it's the hardest thing to coach on the offensive side, that and quarterbacks. Then was a running backs coach for a year, then a quarterbacks coach for two years, um, then the interim offensive coordinator, then the offensive coordinator for one year in 2019, then the Vikings head, or sorry, Cleveland Browns head coach. So this dude, when you think Stefanski, it's Kubiak Shanahan system without being around a lot of Kubiaks and Shanahan's. He was around the Suns, um, the Kubiak Suns. But even though he doesn't have the tie to Shanahan, to McVay, to a lot of those guys, it's an offshoot. And so, you know, if you wanted to include this into, you know, the whole Shanahan coaching tree and whatever it is that looks like, I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, he was also a player, you know, he won the AP NFL Coach of the Year in 2020 whenever they made the playoffs with Baker Mayfield. Uh, let's see here. He was a first-team All-Ivy League in 2002. He played, you know, lots of games and whatever else. And, you know, his regular season record, 28-25. and 25. So one and one in the postseason. He, he He's done well. And I, I think it doesn't matter what happens with Cleveland right now. I think Stefanski's there to stay for a little while. Because there's there's not a lot of negatives out there about him. And so that that's kind of who Stefanski is. Now, their OC, Alex Van Pelt, this dude is quite interesting. You know, he played for a while. He played for the Steelers in 93, Chiefs, Buffalo Bills for like nine years as a backup. Um, then, as a coach, he goes overseas, Frankfurt. He coached Frankfurt Galaxy in 2005 quarterbacks. Then he joined the Bills, quality control coach, respect the grind. Then Buffalo Bills, he gets promoted after three years to QB coach, gets promoted to offensive coordinator. Then he goes to the Bucks, was a QB coach there. Then the Packers running back coach, yeah. Packers quarterbacks coach for three years. Then the Bengals quarterback coach. And then promoted all the way to the Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And that's where he is now. But make no mistake, this is Stefanski. He's the offensive guy. But he's more of an OC than anything the Niners got. If that makes sense. I don't mean that as an insult. That, that's not what I'm going for at all. It's just, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one 
Fantasy Sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, now, let's do... Uh, don't spam the messages. I get it that you got uh, tickets for sale. Re- appreciate that, but don't, don't spam stuff on there. Appreciate you coming out from facebook and whatever else and yeah you, you do what you got to do you want to put that up there and i hope somebody you know benefits somebody anything that benefits the community we're in but yeah let's don't spam the live chat if you do not mind um let's talk dc and i think this is the matchup jim schwartz um absolute monster of a dc one of my favorite dcs in the nfl because his scheme is so damn good it's great and this dude's been in calling plays for a long damn time. Maryland GA, University of Maryland, 1989, right? Um, yeah, freaking long time. Then he went to Minnesota as a GA. Then he went to North Carolina Central secondary coach, Colgate, linebackers coach. This dude paid his dues. Was a scout with the Browns for three years. Then he was a linebackers coach with the Ravens for three years. Tennessee Titans assistant. Tennessee Titans linebacker coach, Tennessee Titans defensive coordinator for seven years. 
2001 to 2008. Then he was the Lions head coach. We remember that. You remember the Jim Harbaugh, the handshake. What's your deal? What's your deal? Uh, all that kind of stuff. That was fun. Then he became the Buffalo Bills DC for one year. Then he was with the Eagles for four years as DC. They won a Super Bowl during that time. Titans, um, senior defensive assistant, and now back to Cleveland as a DC. He's he's a fun guy. Head coach, 29 and 51, not great, but his defense is so damn sound. So sound. Struggles with motions. We'll talk about that. It, but it's the closest thing to the Niners' defense without being the Niners' defense. He, he's never coached around our guys. Our guys have never coached around him. Actually, was he there during? No, he wasn't. I was going to say, did him and D'Amico overlap? They did not in Philly. Um, but I, it, it's weird. It's a front four. They runs a cover one scheme. A lot of man. Four D linemen cause problems. You know, we have the four D linemen cause problems, but we're a zone team on the back end. He's a man team on the back end. So it's similar, and it's the closest thing we played to anything that's like us in the NFL so far this year. It's been six games. Played a lot of odd fronts. Um, so it's different, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ishmael right here, Tommy. Um, I cannot pronounce anybody's name, and I apologize. That is on me. I can't pronounce my own name correctly, and it's John. Um, I'm sure I mess it all up. So I apologize <laughs> for all that. What's up, Rick Diaz? How you doing, brother? Um, now injuries. There are injuries. Elijah Mitchell, he's questionable. He's finally practicing. That's one of the ones I kind of want to see. I, it could be a coin flip. I personally would prefer them to not have him go this week, but he's got to practice under his belt, which is nice. I'm perfectly fine with CMC, Jordan Mason, TDP. That is enough for me. Um, look at that. Rhymes. What's up, TDP? I got to think of some more rhymes to go with that name. Dre Greenlaw questionable. Didn't even practice on Friday. I don't think he's going. I hope he goes. But that hamstring, no need to push it this week. Let's just be honest. The only thing that bothers me really bad about it is mobile quarterback and P.J. Walker. Dre Greenlaw's at his best games against mobile quarterbacks. But that's okay. That's okay. Now, Let's look at the Browns because they are struggling. Sean Watson, their quarterback's already been ruled out. Joe Batonio, all pro left guard, ruled out. Cedric Tillman, rookie, ruled out. Center, Ethan Postick, chest injury, questionable. I do think that he will go. David Njoku, questionable. You know, he had the burns and all that stuff. Um, it's so damn tough, that dude. That dude went to the hospital, third-degree burns on his face, and tweeted out, the flesh is weak, I'm playing. Dude, I, he has all my respect in the world. And one of my favorite matchups this game is going to be in Joku, who I do expect to play. He played last week. Um, him versus our safeties, Hufunga and Gip against Njoku. I used to, in my matchups, put linebackers against tight ends. 49ers don't do that. 49ers don't do that anymore. Sometimes, in zone, they'll spot drop that way. But if they're doing man or a matchup, it's Gip. They want Gip on the tight ends. That's their... I was so shocked. You know, you back... What was it? Um... Darren Waller was like our big test, and you could say the same thing with Fryermuth. It was Gip. Gip was the guy that was on him, um, bright and early and late in the game. So one another one of those Wilkes creases is he wants Gip closer guarding, and he wants Hufunga on the back end, just not letting anything but pass him, which which I really really like. And you know if we're gonna talk injuries, why not Dempster? I love this Gregory's first game. Hope he plays well. This is important. 
he's not an injury, but he's only been with the team for like three days of practice. Good thing is defensive ends, one of the easiest things to, you got to learn a couple calls, a couple stunts, you know, but that's about it. I mean, it's pretty simple and it's about the same from high school, college, all the way up terminology changes, but you got to understand if we got to overload blitz opposite side and the back flares out, you got to flare. That's simple, right? Uh, if you get a river, river, lake call, whatever, you got to shoot the inside gap. You got your TE stunts, you got your ET stunts. Other than that, rush the passer, keep them in the pocket. It's relatively simple for the edges. Um, a lot of things don't change, just the terminology. And so he's played in a wide nine concept before with his hand in the dirt. So that's not going to be an issue. And you even had Bosa who came out and talked about it and cut this clip. But he said, yeah, Gregory's a guy that needs his hand in the ground. So I think that's a welcomed adjustment because in Denver, he wasn't. He was standing up. So and I think, I think he could be a big deal eventually with us. I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time unless it's a blowout. If that's the case, put him out there a lot in the second half. I want 5 to 15 snaps. Just let him get his feet underneath him. Let's see how it goes. But here's where I think it's huge because this is I, – I think the 49ers could hedge this. And here's what I mean. If Gregory comes in and balls out, I think the Niners are good at the edge position. If Gregory comes in and is just you know, another guide, another rotation, doesn't flash too much, I think come trade deadline, Niners go big at the edge position. I really, I think Drake Jackson has been as bad as he could possibly be after week one. I love Drake Jackson. I hope that changes. He might be the worst player on this defense, even in a rotational situation. I think Drake Jackson needs to go back to 10 snaps a game, 10 to 15, until he figures out what he does. He's doing too much. And the amount of snaps he's getting is way too much because he's bringing nothing to the table. I love Drake Jackson. He's really young, and I don't want to see him wasted. So he needs to be pulled back and just say, look, dude, you're only doing this. And then he's got to master that before he moves on. Niners hoped he would elevate and be that guy. He hasn't been. Cleveland Farrell, good run defender. That's about it. Effort, run gaps. That's it. Not a pass rusher. So Gregory has to step in and become that guy. If he doesn't, I'm saying it right now. I know everybody wants Brian Burns. That's multiple firsts and a huge contract. There's somebody that you can go get that's a mercenary that you could put out there for one year that's financially respond. Like, you could do this, and that's that's Danielle Hunter for the Vikings, and it makes perfect sense. You know, you trade two third-round picks and maybe a young player, but that one might – that's the one. If Gregory hits, cool. Don't worry about it. But if Gregory doesn't, I think the Niners will have a backup plan and go get another veteran one-year rental guy, kind of like Emmanuel Sanders. You trade two-thirds for him. He comes plays the rest of the year for you. The cap is very manageable. It's an expiring contract. He signs elsewhere next year probably. You get a third-round comp pick back a year delayed. You see what I'm saying? Makes sense for the Vikings. Makes sense for us. That's One of the most common questions is, oh, who are your trade targets? Daniel Hunter. That's the trade target. That, that that's who I would go after for the Vikings. Um, yeah, Debster, well said. Uh, Jackson needs to play free. Keep it simple. Um, Tommy, I didn't like Drake Jackson pick, and I'm a USC fan. I like the pick. Bet on upside. And I like Drake Jackson. He's still 23, 24, I think. Like, no, nah, the book's not written on him. But for right now, it is. Like, you got to pull back. You cannot keep putting him out there that many snaps. It's not good for him. It's not good for the team. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not even worried. Not even worried about that one. 
Um, yeah, he's just too wild. He knocked down, but he tackled Bosa twice. He got hurt tackling Bosa. The film was just, uh, yeah, it was, I did not like that. I did not like that. Uh, right here, John, I've heard rumors about trading Elijah Mitchell. Do you see that happening? I don't know who would trade Elijah Mitchell and for what. You know, you get a fifth round pick back for him. I'd be pretty cool with that. But he's a free player. He costs us nothing, and he's a damn impact player. He's going to be an impact player on one or two games this year. So I like Elijah Mitchell. I don't want him to go anywhere. We had him come out to our party. Awesome dude. Awesome dude. But Jordan Mason is better than he is. You know, even if he was healthy, Jordan Mason is better than he is right now. And you've got Jordan Mason for a whole nother year um, on top of what Elijah Mitchell has done. And I like Elijah Mitchell. I think Elijah Mitchell could start for a few teams. So if a team wants to pay, Yes. You got to show he can stay healthy, and there's no way you're going to be able to do that before the trading deadline. So I don't know. Um, you, you give me a fourth or a fifth, and cool. Outside of that, probably not. We got 12 picks next year, guys. Um, we got 12 picks. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Mason needs more snaps no matter what. He is better. I'm with you. Now, let's let's dive into, let's talk history. I'm the biggest nostalgia guy out there. Browns lead the 49ers. They haven't played that many times. Browns have 12 wins. 49ers have eight. They've only played 20 times in the series. So half of what we played Dallas. Uh, we played Dallas 40 times. We played Browns 20 uh, times. The last matchup was in 2019. A, f- a 31 to three game it was a primetime game. This was the Bosa, you know, Baker Mayfield flag stamp. You remember that one? Um, Brita and Coleman. Combined for 211 yards and two touchdowns. Kittle, six catches, 70 yards. Touchdown. Breida had another receiving touchdown. Bosa, two sacks. Sherman and Kwan Williams, the Shark Baby with interceptions. Um, it was a blowout. Chubb, Parker, Odell, Jarvis Landry, only three points. They had their studs then. Couldn't do anything. It, it, it It's different. You know what I mean? Now, that team and this team, completely different. The coach is the same. The coach is the same. They used to have a different coach, though, and that was Kyle Shanahan. He spent one year there as the OC under Mike Pettin, which, yeah, they asked him. This is hilarious. You're going to get the politician Kyle Shanahan answer here, and I played it because I think it's funny and it amuses me. They asked Kyle, how was his time in Cleveland? Um, um, I really liked living out there. Some good people, and it was cold. My car was always dirty. Because uh, snow was on the ground a lot, never melted. It seemed like, um, but I really enjoyed the stadium. I enjoyed the people, and um, it was a, it's a sh- it was just one year though. It wasn't very long. You notice what he didn't talk about? He didn't talk about the team. He didn't talk about the ownership. He didn't talk about the coaches he worked for. And Kyle is Kyle. I mean, he's not. He's a good guy. He's a player's coach. I don't think he handles authority very well. John Chapman is in that same category, just so you know. Um, but, yeah, that was funny. It, what a great year. And, you know, the, the head coach kept trying to tell him what to do as an OC. And now where's Rick Pitt, or Mike Petton? Where's he at? I don't even know where he's at. Uh, not a good coach is what it is. So we'll see right here. Rick, this is a question I kept getting. It says, John, are you worried about Sh- Jim Swartz's 8-1 against Kyle? Go look at the games, man. Go look at the games. No, I'm not concerned at all. Um, Not even a little bit. The last time we played him was 2020, and we had Nick Mullins out there as our quarterback. Like, no, I'm not not concerned about that because of who our team is and who their team is. Yeah, Jim Schwartz is awesome. 
I'm a really big Jim Schwartz guy. But no, there there's absolutely nothing that I could say about that. Um, no, not concerned at all. The scheme is the scheme. You got to look at the teams and provide context. You know, I wanted to, whenever I started this show, I called it the 49ers rush. I wanted to call it 49ers context. That That's what I was going to title it. I don't know if it rolls the same or whatever else, but um, yeah, anyway, yeah, not too concerned, not too concerned at all. So um, additions, free agency wise, Dalvin Tomlinson, um, Ojo or Coronquo, Rodney McLeod, like they got some decent additions. They lost Jacoby Brissett, which would be huge this game. Davion Clowney, one of the worst teammates in the NFL. Taven Bryan, defensive tackle. So, you know, a little bit of a wash there. Brissett would make this a game. And I'm thankful he's not on their team. Uh, their draft, Cedric Tillman, he's not playing this game. Siaka Ika, the defensive tackle, Baylor hasn't suited up yet. Dewan Jones, offensive lineman, amazing. Isaiah McGuire in the fourth. We all like that dude. Hasn't even played yet. Dorian Thompson Robinson, we'll see him this game. Um, so their draft was interesting, but not amazing. They haven't got a lot of help early on, um, sadly. Now, let, let me talk about this because, you know, I, we're not going to the Cleveland game. I'm staying home. I'm chilling. John Chapman's recharging the batteries for the second run of the Rush Road Trip and all those things. And I've got about 30 emails and DMs of people saying, do you know of a Cleveland tailgate for Niners fans? I can't find one. I'm searching Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I can't find one. So I'm going to ask you guys for some help. This ain't for me, but it's a, for the community. I can relay the information to everybody that's reached out. I just can't find anything. And so I feel terrible because this was one of the games that, you know, we didn't set up. It just seems like there's nothing out there. So if you know of something, will you email me 49ersrushpodcast at gmail.com so I can pass that on to other people? Um, a place where Niners fans can go have a good time. Um, you know, just because we're not there, the community lives on, and that's the most important thing. So please let me know. Twitter at JL underscore Chapman, wherever. We're trying to find tailgates for the people to go have a good time out there. Now, we will be there. Next weekend for Minnesota, Monday night football game, baby. I love Minnesota. I'm excited about this. Um, the night before, we're going to be downtown Minneapolis at the Union Rooftop. The 49ers are doing their official uh, invasion party at Tom's Watch Bar right before ours. We're one block away. So if you want to go check that out, that's cool. Then you want to come party with us at 2 to 5, raffles, giveaways, hangout, trivia, competitions. Hang out, have a great time. We're going to be at the Union Rooftop from 2 to 5 p.m. And then we've got our tailgate right next door to the stadium, the closest lot that you could possibly get to, the purple lot. We're going to be having a good time, man. That's going to be a blast. Unlimited food, drinks, liquor, uh, whatever, mixed drinks, you name it. We got it, plus giveaways, plus all that stuff. You get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Head over there. This is early bird pricing. It's not going to last. This is the cheapest tickets will be for those events, and we will continue to raise those things um, as time goes on. And if you have never been to one of our away games, oh, my gosh, they're so freaking fun. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com.
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so uh, yeah, I'm looking at the poll results. For some reason, it's like all jacked up. Um, yeah, it was like who's going to be. So I'll just ask you guys, who is going to be the offensive player of the game for the 49ers this week? Which it's kind of good the poll didn't work because it only gives you four options. I didn't like that. I mean, is it Purdy, CMC, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, Kyle Uzcheck, Jordan Mason? You know, there, there's lots of options. Ronnie Bell, Ray Ray McLeod. There's lots of people that you can put in there. So let's just throw into the chat who you personally think is going to be the offensive player of the game for the 49ers, uh, which will be a really good answer because, or, you know, test because now it's time to dive into the Browns defense. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting as we talk about this defense, kind of what it is that they bring. Their categorical ranks are incredible. All these are out of 32 teams, okay? And this is for the 2023 season. I know they played one fewer game. I know they haven't played great competition, but they played four NFL teams, and they have earned these ranks. And I think this is one of the main reasons why it's so simple for the 49ers to not see this, to not look at this like, oh, it's just another win. Second fewest points allowed. We're first. First fewest yards allowed by a considerable margin. 28th in turnovers. They do not force turnovers. First and first downs allowed. Sustained drives do not happen. Second and pass touchdowns. They've only allowed two pass touchdowns. Purdy has two pass touchdowns a game. Average. One of those trends is going to break. 28th in interceptions. They have one interception on the year. Niners have eight. Fourth in rushing yards. Eighth in rushing touchdowns. Only two touching or rushing touchdowns allowed. Second in yards per rush. 3.2. First and third down percentage. Only 22%. And I, I mean, now I will say this, they're not getting the sacks. Okay. They're 21st currently with only 12 sacks, but the 49ers have 13 sacks and we played an additional game. So it, while the sacks haven't been there, they're first in quarterback knockdowns. And that's my scariest stat. Whenever I look at this, I'm just like, ah, I don't want Purdy, get, Purdy getting hit that many times. They're hitting the quarterback once out of every five dropbacks at about a 20% clip. That's scary. That bothers me. 
Now, you go through those, and if you're the 49ers offense, you're not taking this lightly. You listen to their corners talking trash. You're not taking this lightly. So this is a pretty damn good team. The one thing that they got going against them is that they're the number one ranked defense. You put a target on your back. Really? You are the best? Let's see what we can do against the best. Saw what happened last week, 42-10. to 10. Game was over by the third quarter. I expect that to happen again. I really, really do. And so it, the fact that the Niners offense have to quote-unquote go out there and prove it again, Purdy still being disrespected out there and people talking heads, talking trash against this dude that's got nine interceptions or nine touchdowns and zero interceptions and the highest passer rating, the highest QBR, the highest efficiency, highest DV, like EPA. He's got the highest everything, and people still talking trash. Well, back-to-back weeks against number one defenses. Let's see what he can do. And if we're going to talk this defense, you got to talk Miles Garrett. I do personally believe um, he is the creative character for the pass rush, defensive end, edge rusher. He's how you build him. He's more athletic than Nick Bosa. He's longer, taller than Nick Bosa. He's faster than Nick Bosa. He's got more bend. He's got a better burst. Doesn't mean he's a better player than Bosa because I don't think that he is. But as far as just an elite pass rusher, Miles Garrett's got it in spades. Listen to Shedahead talk about him real quick. Um, just, I mean, he's one of the most talented guys I think anyone's seen. And um, the style they play on defense is very similar to ours. They rush the passer every play and then react to everything else. Um, him combined with Schwartz, Scheme, and the guys around him, it's, it's a problem. It's obvious why they're um, a top defense right now. And, you know, I mean, he's from the Dallas area, and I remember going to one of my students' basketball games. We coached, we coached against him, but it was, a, it was a basketball game. I think he was a sophomore at Arlington Martin, and I, I just remember saying that that dude looked different, dunking the ball. You know, he was – that dude's talented. I mean, just a freak athlete. He could have probably made it playing basketball. He could do whatever the hell he wants to do. He's that damn good. But it's not just him. Yeah, he's the star of the defense. Zadarius Smith, that dude had a hell of a game against us, you know, for the Packers. He's damn good. Grant Delpit, their safety. Uh, Newsom, their corner. Like, they've got guys. Now, they're not solid throughout. And their defensive tackles are good. Jordan Elliott, I was really high on him. He was the third defensive tackle taken um, after Kinlaw in that draft. Hasn't been that great. He's 106 out of 124 uh, out of Missouri. I liked him. Dalvin Thomason hasn't been great. Um, Taki Taki, uh, their linebacker. Sione Taki Taki, awesome name. Great dude. He was with B- he was at BYU with Fred Warner. They they were together. Um, hasn't played relatively well. 59 out of 81 linebackers on PFF. Not, not great, but they've got the talent. Their corner secondary is great. We'll talk more about that in a second. Now, the scheme that they run, very simple. It's an even front, and they just want their front four to cause havoc. Penetrate it. They don't give a damn. They care a lot less about gap integrity than the 49ers do. They tell their guys, get the hell upfield. Just freaking cause problems, front four. Linebacker safeties will take care of whatever's on the back end. So they're a little bit less reserved than we are. Um, they play the most single high in the NFL. Uh, shout out to David Lombardi doing some great work. Uh, he tweeted this out 63%, which is the most single high coverage, um, in the NFL last week, 
guess what? Dallas had the most single high coverage in the NFL, but they came out the Cowboys against us. Dan Quinted, he changed it to a half system because he was worried about the deep ball. And now they're not number one. The new number one team for single high is the Browns. Will they do the same thing? We'll see. Um, now, I will say this. You know, I was listening to one of my favorite NFL shows, Doug Farrar. Um, he's with USA Today and Greg Cassell, who everybody knows NFL films. Greg Cassell's just freaking godfather of NFL draft content. They were talking, and they put this out there, so this ain't me, that they struggle with pre-snap motions versus the run. So if you look at what the Browns' defense does against runs without pre-snap motion, they only give up 1.4 yards per attempt, which is a testament to Jim Swartz. It's a sound defensive scheme. It really, really is. But, but, there's always a but, when there's pre-snap motions and a run play, they give up 4.5 yards per rush. Guess which team has the most pre-snap motions in the NFL? Ding, ding, ding. The San Francisco 49ers. Guess which team? has the highest yards per rush with pre-snap motion. Ding, 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 the San Francisco 49ers, who averaged 6.0 yards per rush with a pre-snap motion. That's going to be the key. Now, the Browns are coming off a of bye week, and they've had time to work all of this. Niners have put this on film for years, so there's a lot of film to study. Can they execute? I don't know. If the Niners can run this ball, and it's going to be rainy. I don't think it's going to rain. I just looked up the weather before this game. Looks like the rain's going to come in late in the game or even after the game. The wind, and if you've ever played football, you know the rain's not fun. Wind sucks, especially if you're an offensive guy. Now, if you're a defensive guy, rain is awesome. Wind is awesome. This helps the defenses even more, which is a testament to why this is the lowest over-under game in the NFL this week by considerable margin. Over-unders at 36 points. That's nothing. <laughs> like, the desert fully expects this game to be low scoring. And by desert, I mean Vegas, right? Um, now, they do not turn the ball over at all, which is crazy. The only way they win is if they're plus two or better in the turnover margin. Like, if they're plus one, let's say Brock throws an interception and we fumble and we force no interceptions, 49ers still win this game. They got to turn the ball over. That's it. Another interesting thing I found, empty formations will be interesting. This was shout-out to Nate Tice um, of The Athletic. Teams have gone empty 13 plays versus the Browns in only four games. Small sample size, I know. Zero first downs allowed in empty formations. That's where there's no fullback or running back behind the quarterback. Brock Purdy's back there. You got five wide out there. Um, zero first downs allowed, two sacks, seven total yards. A big reason why that is, is this Browns secondary, it's pretty damn good. Their corners, their safeties, even their nickel guy, they're all some ballers. And here's Kyle Shanahan talking about their defense, but why their secondary is so good. Very good. I mean, when you have the D-line they have, the downhill linebackers, you better um, have some good corners. And um, they have very good ones. They play a lot of man-to-man -man coverage, so mix in some zone. Um, but when you play that much man-to-man -man and you're also the number one pass defense in the league, you got to have some good corners. And they do. Uh, Newsom and Denzel Ward are sticky corners, man. That's just what they do. They, they would play just fine in the 49ers scheme. They are physical. They tackle. They don't give up separation. Now, here's the problem. You want to play man coverage against Brandon Ayuk? Good luck. Nobody's done it in the past. It doesn't matter how good they are. 
You better hit Brock Purdy early. That's all I got to say, because if you are going to stick to your guns, Jim Schwartz, and you're going to play man coverage on number 11, I don't give a damn if it's Hurricane Katrina out there. That dude's going to get enough separation to where that pass is going to be completed. It's just what it's going to be. So you got to kind of figure out what the hell you want to do there. Now, their tendencies as far as blitzing, the four games they played this year, uh, last week or last game against Baltimore, they blitzed five times, super low. Tennessee, eight. Pittsburgh, 10. Cincinnati, 13. So it seems like Jim Swartz likes to blitz non-mobile quarterbacks. Brock Purdy would probably fall into the Kenny Pickett <laughs> realm of these the mobile-ness. Uh, so I expect about 10 blitzes, which is a little above league average. I think eight and a half is league average. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what we're looking at there. Now, let me say this before we jump to the other side, this Sunday after the game, uh, one of my favorite times of the month, every month is when we get together and I get to hear from you guys. We have our Jerry Rice tier and above zoom meeting this Sunday, 10, um, what is this? October 15th at 4 30 PM. So as the late games are ending right before Sunday night football starts, We'll be getting together. That's already been posted over on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon page. So if you want to check that out, uh, links in the description, all that stuff. We've got a seven-day free trial, so come check it out um, and enjoy this. I'm trying to create as many opportunities as possible to get people together, whether that's virtually or in person at these tailgates road trips, and build a community through relationships. That's what this is all about. This is the time I hear from you. This is the time you share your thoughts, whether positive or negative. And we come together and we get to know each other. So if you want to check it out, go sign up for free. The49ersrush.com. Got a seven-day free trial. Come hang out with us. And if you cancel it afterwards if money's an issue. Um, so, yeah, let's see what that is. With that, you also get our bets. Every single offensive, defensive, special teams play broken down every single week. All 22. Come on, man. We got you. And on top of all those things, that is the number one way to support the show. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. All right, let's get to the Browns' offense. Now, this is difficult. One, it's difficult because they were bad before this week. It's difficult because they haven't played a good defense. It's difficult because they're missing their two best players. So even though these rankings are difficult, they're worse than this. Okay, this is out of 32 teams. 23rd in points scored. 21st in yards. Dead last in the NFL with turnovers. They've given up 10 turnovers in four games. That's two and a half turnovers a game. Dead last. They don't protect the ball. They don't. Uh, and ah, It's so bad. 31st fumbles lost. 31st interceptions. They've lost five apiece there. 18th and first downs. Below average. 16th is average. Like, it's hard to find something where they're above average in. 30th in passing yards. 19th passing touchdowns. 31st in pass yards per attempt. 
four and a half pass yards per attempt. We're getting more rush yards per attempt than they are pass yards. Not good. Now, running the ball, and, you know, this is even without Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, I my argument, and Wayne disagreed with this. Uh, Wayne's the man. I said Nick Chubb was the second-best running back in the NFL next to only CMC. He said Eckler. Um, he put Saquon and a couple other guys up there. I think Nick Chubb is the purest running back in the NFL. Now, you add in the pass routes and all that, that's where he loses a little bit. But as far from just a pure running back standpoint, Nick Chubb was the best in the business. Best in the business. He got injured really, really bad. I hope he comes back because I just love watching that dude play. Also, I like the Bulldogs. Go Dogs. Uh, Longhorn first, dog second. A lot of my family. Shout out to Travis who doesn't watch this show. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's a Falcons guy. Fifth in rush attempts, fifth in rushing yards, 19th in rushing touchdowns, 13th yards per rush, 4.4, 30th on third downs, oh, 16th on fourth downs, 13th in the red zone. Those are not good things to bring in to this number one defense. Now listen to our DC, and I just want to say I freaking love this man. I could not be more happy and proud to like be able to root for this dude on our team. Steve Wilkes is incredible. Uh, whatever you thought he was going to be, he's that and more. Listen to him, and he ha he brings his own flair to the press conference because, you know, Shanahan walks into a press conference. He says, all right, here's the injury. What do you guys want to ask me, right? No, 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 no. Wilkes walks in. He's been a head coach, remember? He walks in and gives a presentation. And he goes on a whole rant on his own, unprovoked, and then allows a couple uh, questions. And I love the way he just entered. I just love this man. I love this man. I really, really do. I, I've got such a bad crush on Wilkes. He is just like, I, I want to coach with this dude. I want to learn from this dude. So whenever he gets out of the press conference, I get really, really excited. I, I really, really do. So here is the D.C. Steve Wilkes on the Browns offense, just his overall assessment of what they do. Um, a lot of speculation, who's going to play, who's not going to play at quarterback. Uh, to be quite honest, guys, um, they, they're very capable of, of still having a very functional offense. And that's the one thing I've been telling the guys about. You know, this run game is phenomenal. And uh, I know uh, Chubb is out, but uh, Ford and as well as Kareem, uh, can really tote the ball. And I thought I think they do an excellent job up front uh, at the offensive line, creating and uh, holes and uh, coming off the ball. So uh, at the receiving core, you look at uh, Cooper, who I've had a lot of respect and admire uh, over the years. He's still playing at a high level. Um, you know, um, Elijah Moore, they move him around all over the place in the backfield, in the slot. Um, and then, of course, uh, Goodwin can take the top off at any time. So... Um, good football team that we're going to face. And with that, I'll take your questions. Oh, I freaking love it, man. I just, I want, I just take your notes. You know what I mean? And I go through and watch the film usually first before we get to the, I think they do that Thursday or Friday, whatever day they do the DC. And so a lot of times I've watched film already, at least one game and kind of put my stuff in. And so whenever he talks and I'm just like, yes, I got it right. Oh, I missed that. Yes, I got it right. And I'm just like, all right, John, good job. Pat on the back, pat on the back. Uh, but I, I've yet to make it through a full Steve Wilkes press conference where I aced it. And so a lot of room 
for growth for uh, yours truly, Red Chiefs, John Chapman. I got to get better. I got to get better. Wilkes is the standard. We got to get better. And if Wilkes is the standard, is this man right here, the godfather of the 49ers rush road trip, Nicholas Parr. Thank you so much for the super chat. Can't wait to hang out next week. He says, what's up, John and Faithful? It's time to take the Browns to the pound on Sunday. I see what you're doing there. I don't see how we don't cover this spread. It's one of the largest spreads in the NFL. Maybe our defense finally scores for us, gets 30. Purdy, baby. Go Niners. Thank you for your generosity. Can't wait to hang out next week um, in Minneapolis. We're going to have an absolute blast. It's going to be huge, man. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I love all the things that Wilkes said there. Strengths, players to watch out for. Their center, po- Pochicks, is good. Uh, Eighth-rated center, but his he's got a chest issue. I expect him to play. But that's tough. Omari Cooper, he's Brandon Ayuk Light, but without the consistency. Ayuk, Cooper's still a top five route runner in this NFL. I, I don't care. Like that dude creates separation incredibly well. The problem with Cooper, he was with the Dallas Cowboys, he was with the Raiders, he was the same in Alabama. You hit him in the face, he don't like it. He is notorious throughout his career, just disappears in games. And whenever I say disappears, I mean you're talking zero catches for three targets type games. Is that going to happen this game? I Probably not. But, man, I wish Drake Greenlaw was out there. I really, really do. Cooper's a damn good player. He doesn't like physicality. That is not something good to show. We've seen what happens every single time C.D. Lamb plays against this team. He cowers. Um, so we'll see what happens with Cooper. Weaknesses, there's a lot. You know, uh, Jedrick, uh, Wills, he's a damn good tackle. He's struggled. Jones, their right tackle, he struggled. Donovan People Jones, their wide receiver, he's a big physical specimen, 97 out of 110. They don't have the great wide receivers. Elijah Moore shifty in the slot. And, you know, trying to break down scheme and tendencies was pointless this game. It's a Kubiak-Shanahan system removed, twice removed, right? Like, that's just what it is. But they can't do what they want to do without Chubb and now without Watson. So... It's it, and you know you look at the one game where Watson didn't play against the Ravens. They played DTR out of UCLA. Well, DTR is not starting this game. PJ Walker. So you're getting a brand new quarterback, new running backs, linemen, new linemen. It's just it's it doesn't matter. You can't do tendencies on this team. You got to prepare for it all. And, oh, what's up? Uh, Reynaldo, he says, shout out from North Carolina, my people, man. I hope you're coming out to that Jacksonville game. And that's the closest game to North Carolina, sadly. Uh, maybe the Washington game might be a little closer, depending on where you're at. But And right here, Tommy, PJ's a decent quarterback. I, I'm not trying to throw shade on PJ Walker. You know, you're, you're talking about a guy that's 5'11", 215. Short, thick, shifty, tough. That's uh, just what he is. He played at Temple. Uh, you got to be tough as hell to go through Temple. I'm just going to be honest. He's from New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like, uh, shout out to Nicholas Parra. He's a Jersey boy. But he's played in 15 games for his career. He's got seven career starts. He's four and three. So he's won more than he's lost. Five touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Not good. And probably the biggest glaring stat was 18 sacks. This dude's getting sacked like three times a start minimum. Not good. Um, it just it, no fourth quarter comebacks, no game winning drives. His you know passer rating sixty three point nine. 
That's out of 158. Like he is not put up great numbers. He's got four fumbles. His career rushing yards, 18. So yeah, he's mobile, but he's not a running quarterback, if that makes sense. He's a mobile quarterback. There's, I think there's a, a bifurcation there. Now let's go back to the man himself. Steve Wilkes coached PJ Walker last year. Guess who was the scout team quarterback versus the freaking Carolina Panthers all year? Who the DC interim head coach? He coached against this dude every day of practice for a year. Listen to Wilkes talk about PJ Walker. I think he's very uh, capable of running that offense. You know, he makes good decisions. Um, he's good with the ball. Uh, he can win with his legs. You know, a lot of what Deshaun can do. So uh, when people say, you know, are they going to dummy down the offense? I don't think so. I think he's more than capable of running that offense. I And I agree with him. You know, you look, P.J. Walker is about to turn 29. Okay, he's 28 currently. He has less than 500 career snaps in the NFL. To put that into perspective, Brock Purdy has like just over 800. You see what I'm saying? Like Brock Purdy hasn't played that much football. He's played, you know, almost twice as much, a little less than that, an extra 75% of snaps on top of what PJ has. So I, I think that it's a tough task. It, it's a tough task. There's there's no doubt about it. And I I don't think that he's going to get hurt. I don't want anybody ever to get hurt. I try not to predict injuries, but I do expect DTR to play. I mean, I, I really expect that. What's up, Sean? How we doing, man? Uh, great point, John, says Nick. Didn't realize Wilkes uh, factor. He knows him well. He knows him very, very well. And so, uh, it, it's, it's, I don't know, man. Now, let's look at this. Okay, let's, let's try to look at this from a different perspective. Let's look at this favorite matchups. Okay. Blue chip on blue chip. Not who I think the 49ers will take advantage of because there's lots of those. But I want best on best. And the best matchup across the entire NFL this week, hands down, I don't care about what game, doesn't matter. It's when the 49ers are on offense and the Browns are on defense. Trent Williams, Silverback versus Miles Garrett. That's Hall of Famer on Hall of Famer. And yes, I do exp I do believe Miles Garrett's a Hall of Famer. Already what he has put through in his career, absolutely incredible. I can't wait to watch this. Can't wait. You know, last week, Trent Williams folded up. <laughs> he folded up Michael Parsons, put him in a suitcase, and sent that dude, that Yahoo, somewhere weird. Miles Garrett's different than Michael Parsons. There's Miles Garrett is, he's, and he's going to get his. I mean, I, Trent Williams, incredible. I don't think he's going to win all 60 matchups, right? Let's say there's 60 plays in the game. I do think Trent Williams is going to win a lot more than Miles Garrett. But, man, it, just watch that matchup. Because Garrett usually lines up on the defensive right side, offensive left side. So watch that matchup. Ayuk and Debo versus their corners. Newsom and uh, you know Ward. That's huge. That's fun. And they're both talking. So we'll see what happens there. Kittle versus Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. Are you kidding me? Two of the the one of the most athletic tight ends, one of the most hybrid players in the NFL against each other. Iowa Notre Dame. Oh. Yes, please. That's going to be fun as hell. Now, the other side, this is where it gets bad. 
you know, Demo and Charvarius Ward versus Mari Cooper. That's going to be fun. I want to see the physicality shut him down. Nick Bosa versus Jedrick Wills Jr. That's going to be kind of cool to see. Um, uh, Injoku versus Hufunga and Gibson, and that's like it. There's not a lot of good matchups. They, they don't have the blue chip players over there. It's just not there. Now, yeah, right there. Um, Silverback versus Mountain Garrett. I like that. I like that. That's going to be fun. Silverback versus the Moose. Yeah, Nick Bosa versus Browns O-line. It's just not fair. It's not fair. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, Joe. This is the comment of the century. He says, dang, I got here late. Did I miss the Frank Clark jersey giveaway? Wow. Coming in hot, Joe. I love you, man. Um, whew. That is spicy. That is spicy. I absolutely love it. We will never do a Frank Clark jersey giveaway. No, we should not get Frank Clark. I do not want Frank Clark. What's the green eggs and ham? I got to make like a whole thing. Like, no, just stay the hell away. Watch the Niners go and try and get them on Tuesday. They shouldn't. I don't think they will, but whatever. Let's talk connections between these two teams. Obviously, Shanahan was there, you know, for a year. We, we already played that clip. Fred Warner and Sione Takitaki, they were both linebackers together at BYU. Deshaun Watson not playing, but he was with Ray Ray McLeod, Austin Bryant, Cleveland Farrell. They won a championship together at Clemson. Grant Delpit, TDP, played together at LSU. They'll be playing against each other this game. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Ambry Thomas, Moody, Ronnie Bell, Michigan ties. And Michigan uh, is playing Indiana today, and the Niners have scouts there and front office uh, there uh, to scout that game. More Michigan players. That's what we need. Um, Jared, I was being sarcastic. Uh, Wayne's Michigan guy. I get tired of hearing it. Go get some Longhorns, baby. Jeremiah Wusukoromora and Aaron Banks were together at Notre Dame. Denzel Ward, Nick Bosa together at Ohio State. Davis Bell, Jalen Graham, Purdue. Cedric Tillman, who just got announced out, and Juwan Jennings were together at Tennessee together. So a lot of fun connections. Um, no doubt about that. Now let's time. Now let's talk about making some money. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick, carries a one-time rollover, can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. All right. If you want our bets, what we put up every single week, the49ersrush.com. This is Jerry Rice tearing up. And our Patreon program, we post everything right after this show's over. I'm going to post all the bets this week. But I wanted to share some with you. Uh, we have had three killer weeks, one good week, one week we lost uh, $17. So we have made a lot of money if you've been betting with us so far. And we're going to continue that this week. Some of my favorite bets this week. 
Right now, CMC, the over-under on carries is 17 and a half carries in this game. I'm betting the over. Guess how many times CMC has had 17 carries or less this year? Zero. You mean to tell me there's going to be bad weather? You mean to tell me you're playing against a good defense? You mean to tell me there's a very low over-under? That's right, baby. It's going to be a heavy CFC game. I do think some of the other running backs will get a mix as well. That's okay. Uh, also, I took an alternative line, bet the over on 30 and a half points. The over-under is 36. There is a possibility for a shutout here, okay? So that's why I took the over-under much lower. So you could do the alternative lines. If you don't like the lines they're giving you, we're doing 30 and a half. And I hope you listened to us earlier. I told you to freaking put the bet when it was minus six, and I told you it was going to jump to 10 and a half. It's already at 10 points. You can ca- If you bet when I told you, you can go to my bookie and cash out right now and make 20% of whatever it is you bet before the game's even played. You can cash out right now and make money. So we kind of know what we're doing here. I hope that you bet with us. And if you're one of those people that's like, ah, oh, I don't have the money to do that, that's cool. Don't do that. Bet with this as entertainment. Yeah, the making money is fun. Don't bet money you got to pay bills with. Be smart about it. This is just an entertainment thing if you want to throw an extra. And again, a lot of the bets we do is five bucks. Now, a season-long bet that's up right now, and I think this is the last week that you're going to have the opportunity to cash in on this one. Defensive player of the year. Fred Warner is currently, if you bet $5 for Fred Warner to win defensive player of the year, you'll win 110 bucks. Now, that money is going to be wrapped up till February when they announce the award, but those odds are going to start changing. So, yeah, I put I bet pretty big on there, but if you bet five on that, you get 110 back. That's a pretty big... That's a hefty one. (laughs) That's a hefty one right there. So let's get to our predictions. It is that time, ladies and gents. I want to know what you think is going to happen. You can drop your score prediction, which I would love to see. But more so, I want to see some of those players. I used to have six catches and 95 yards and a touchdown. Fred Warner's going to have seven and a half tackles, a sack, and an interception, something like that. So uh, let's throw those in there. Uh, Let's see those as I start going through my predictions for this uh, as we go through. Now, weather, I've seen this talked about. And, yeah, Grand Day, what's up, man? He says they've been talking about rain, so expected Debo to have a nice game. I like that one. Now, I looked up the weather right before the game. Doesn't look too bad. Um, Maybe a little drizzle. But the wind is probably the biggest concern. So that's short game stuff. That's Niners favor big time. Um, And again, maybe more running than we even thought. So going again back to that CMC bet over 17 and a half carries. I like that one more. But overall, this game's not fair. I don't care about fair. It's my biggest cuss word in my family. My kids, they don't say it anymore. It's been programmed out of them. When they were little, if they said that's not fair, I wish they would say the F word to me instead. Like, I don't care about fair. Life ain't fair. I'm beautiful. Some of you guys, yeah, you know, it's what it is. But it's not fair. It's just not. So this game's not fair. Don't give a damn. You still got to play. It's the NFL. You built your team. We built ours. You show up on the gridiron. One of us leaves. I don't think it's going to be the Browns. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be the Browns. The the Browns' defense could play lights out. They could prove they're the number one defense in the NFL. I don't think they are. But even if they do prove that, they still do not win this game. 
And when you have a great defense and a bad offense, we've experienced this, right? Think about all those freaking uh, Seattle games with Russell Wilson and how we could stop him. We got like five or six three and outs. But eventually we lost the game because the offense just couldn't convert anything, right? Eventually the levees break. Great defenses can maintain, but if it's not reciprocated by offense sustaining drives and offenses putting the defense in a good position, turnovers, sacks, you know, backed up against their end zone, things like that. So Cleveland could be awesome. Cleveland defense could be as advertised. You could get five sacks this game, still lose. Still lose. And if it's six to six at halftime, the Niners will still win by 10 plus. Why? Because the Niners can continue to put up good football throughout the entirety of the game. It's going to be almost impossible for this Cleveland defense to maintain that, even if they shut out the 49ers first half, to do that two more halves after our adjustments. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So 49ers are too efficient to hold down for four quarters. You're running a man defense against Brandon Ayuk. That dude's going to bust one, period. We've seen people try to do man coverage against Brandon Ayuk. It has never been successful. Field goals are a great thing this game. You know, we've been touchdown, 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 touchdown for two weeks straight, which is awesome, and I hope that continues. But if the 49ers get to 16 points, it's over. You get to 16 points, it's over. I know we're hitting 30 all the time, and we're breaking records for all the points scored and whatever else. At the end of the day, I want to win the damn game. Field goals are not a bad thing. Now, if it's fourth and one and you've got the momentum and you can go for it, cool. But field goals are great this week. Defensively, Niners just got to keep the roof on. That's it. The only way that this Cleveland offense is going to move the ball is explosive plays. That's it. So you've got to force this guy who's got seven career starts of P.J. Walker to have 10-plus play drives. Give up the short stuff, man. And I know sometimes it's frustrating when you see them run that five-yard hitch for free. Let them. Let them. I want cover six. I want quarters. I want cover three. I want the shell on the freaking defense. Force them to manage with their backup quarterback, with their backup running back, with their backup guard, with their backup, backup, backup against an elite defense. They might be able to do it one drive, maybe even twice. No way in hell they're doing three. That's why I'm saying you get to 16 points, this game's over. Make them methodically beat you without mistakes. And you're talking about a guy that has twice as many interceptions as touchdown. You're talking about a guy with four career loss fumbles. You're talking about a guy who gets sacked three times per start. Just push it back, man. I don't want a lot of blitzes. Just You just show up and prove that you're better and allow them to try to be perfect when he hasn't even played this year, this game's not fair, and I don't want it to be fair. 27-12 is my prediction. That's a 15-point thing, so I still got him covering the spread. I didn't bet the spread again at 10 because we bet it at 6, and I'm going to let those bets ride. I bet it at 6. I bet it at 6.5. I bet it at 7. I just kept betting, uh, but I, I've got enough of bets in on the spread. Uh, uh, so that's where we're going to be. I, I'm excited about this game, and... You know, I don't think that this is going to be the most entertaining as far as a good matchup. I don't think it is, but I don't care because they assembled their crew. In the words of the Dave Chappelle uh, Pritzky, assemble your crew. Um, 
Oh, I think it says squad. Assemble your squad. But whatever. They did that. Uh, game blouses. That's what This game's over. It. I can't wait. And we're going to be live right here afterwards, which I'm also excited about. There's a UK faithful uh, watch party over in London, which I'm going to be helping with that. So you're going to see something on our YouTube channel where we go live. We're going to do a couple interviews with people there. Uh 49ers and FanFest asked me to, you know, try to bring something about so people can kind of see what it's like. So uh, you'll see something like that before kickoff, about 30 minutes for kickoff on this channel. But excited about this week. Enjoy it. We're going to be in Minnesota next week, so come party with us. But, man, enjoy this game. Get that dub. Go to 6-0. and Show everybody who you continue to be. We are the standard that finds everybody else wanting. Doesn't matter who the hell we go up against. And I think that continues this week. We'll see you after the game. And until then, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.